church and uh, uh, been uh, been here continuously even longer than what I have. We left for a while and went to Kentucky, but he's he's been here for uh, for many years, and we appreciate him. We're going to ask uh, uh, our elder brother Bobby to come up right now and just greet you and say what's what's on his heart. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Say, Pastor, this is my hour. <laughs> Those of you who don't come here, first hour of the morning is mine. It's Sunday school. And I have a hard time, Brother Scott, finishing up in one hour. <laughs> Sitting here looking at all the faces. and Some I don't even know. Just met some. Pleased to meet you. I began to wonder... Uh, we're celebrating 65 years. How did this thing hold together for 65 years? Those of you that know us, Brother Randy, you know this ain't where we started. Our, well, even when I started, this is not the place that we started. But it's not the place that held us together. I think uh, if you really look, you'll see that it was commitment. Somebody was committed. A lot of the saints that started this, in fact, uh, Sister Mildred is the oldest uh, congregational member amongst us today, and all those that were here when she started, just about all of them have gone on to be with the Lord, but their commitment continues. It was passed on, and as I come through... The hall this morning, I made the statement. I said, I'd like to see every person that used to be associated with our assembly to show up, Brother Paul, today. One of the deacons reminded me, no, you don't. said, we wouldn't have enough room for them. And I said, you're right. I don't. I want to see some new faces. We are committed, like Brother Hale to first of all bring in our families. In the Old Testament, there was a man by the name of Joshua who made a statement, I guess is his most famous moment in history. He, he made the statement, and I'll paraphrase, but you can look it up. It's in a book with his name, Joshua, and it's in chapter 24. He, sa- he states to the assembly before him, he said, you can do what you want to do. But as for me and for my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I thank God that we've had our forefathers that went before us. Somebody stood up and said, you can do what you want to do. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And they were committed in that saying. Uh, Some of you I don't know. I don't know your situation in life. But I do know life. I've been around long enough that I know that you're going to face good times and you're going to face bad times. And I'm just about at the point that I've learned because this took me a long time and it may take you a long time that if you're going to accomplish anything or if you're going to receive a victory in your life, you're going to have to make that statement. As for me and my house, 
we are going to be committed to God. Amen. That song that Rebecca sang, that is so appropriate. I've never met another man like Jesus. I'll never look for another man like Jesus. He is the one and the only one. There is no other salvation anywhere else that you'll find. We're celebrating 65 years, but God is celebrating eternity. He's made a place in His kingdom for everybody. That's right. For whosoever will, if they're coming to the Lord. 65 years to us is a great big deal. To God, it's just a drop in the bucket. Right. But your life and the way you live it can be changed by that statement of committing yourself to the Lord. If you come to this assembly, oh, man, I'd be so happy to have you. But if you don't, I'm not propagating just for this assembly. I'm propagating for a kingdom. Wherever you go, find yourself in a place that you can get committed to God. And maybe someday you can celebrate. Sixty-five years I've been serving the Lord. I can't even say that. In 1948, Brother Sammy, I was thinking, let's see, in my household at, at my home, there, my mother's with us today, uh, I wasn't even born was a mama in 1948. Let's see, I, I'm trying to think. One of my older... Uh, I know it was either sister or Jimmy was just the baby. This is before me. But you know what? God made a way even before I came along that he had a plan for me if I would accept it that I could receive victory in his kingdom and receive salvation. Even be- Jesus said before you were conceived in, his, in your mother's womb, he knew you. So that means he's already committed to you. So my request today is for 65 more years, I may not be here, but I hope we leave a legacy that we were still committed to God. And I hope your name is in that legacy. Because more important than this celebration is putting your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. God bless you all. That's the most important thing. You got your name written in the Lamb's right. Book of Life. That's that's uh, that's what it's all about. That's what that's what this uh, assembly has been about. Amen. Right. Uh, reaching the lost and um, those who don't know the Lord. I think we'll have uh, Sister Linda come and um, sing a song right now, and um, uh, she's going to do one. I think it's appropriate for this uh, for this day. Hallelujah. Uh, she sings this song that you're still Lord. Um, I think of all the people. Now you know it's one thing. People used to be a part of our assembly, and uh, they moved on. They're going somewhere else. That's that's fine. As Brother Bobby says, we, we're you know we're in the kingdom of God. You know, I mean that's that that's fine. But there's a lot of people at one time could stand and give a testimony, or even come up and sing a song. But uh, they're not serving God today, and uh, uh, that's a shame. But I'm, I'm thankful for the grace of God 
that I can still say he's still my Lord. What about you? Sister Linda, come on. Let's worship with her, she sings. Give the Lord a hand clap. I want to say I love the Lord today, and I thank him for his goodness and mercy. And I thank the Lord that we're here to have a homecoming. One day we are going to have a homecoming, and I can't wait to that day.
to come right now. Appreciate him, uh, Amen, and his family. That's uh, um, been a, been a part of the assembly for uh, many years, and uh, we uh, just appreciate them and the fellowship. And uh, go back a long, long time together. I'm talking about brother uh, Paul Moore, and he's one of our deacons. Brother, come on, won't you get, come up here and stand, address the congregation. Give the Lord a hand. Yeah. You know, I just like for being in the house with God today. See all y'all turn out for this occasion. It's good. You know, me and my wife was coming off the hill. We were running just a little bit late. But we was coming off the hill, and I seen all these motorcycles sitting there. I said, she said, look at that. I said, yeah, I said, they could be in church. She said, yeah, but that's what we used to do. That's what we used to do. You know, me and her is rode halfway around this country on one of them things. But you know, I thank God for keeping His merciful hand upon us and keeping us safe through all this. But God's house is the only place to be. This is the only restitution that we can get is in God's house. God is the one that takes care of us. He's the one that comes out. You know, He is the one that we call upon when we're in trouble. That's right. You know, He is. Yes. Buckets out to catch the water going through the fruit. That's right. 
Y'all are my children. Preach you so many different ways. I know you're going to like one. At least one. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. we got one more deacon we want to recognize today and give him a chance to greet the congregation. Amen. And that's Brother Douglas Farmer. Would you come, Brother? Amen. I want to thank the Lord for being here, and I thank the Lord for each and every one of y'all being here. It, like I said, we're going to have a wonderful, wonderful day serving the Lord. And like you were saying, it's, it's still awesome just to see this place that the Lord provided for us. The Lord provided for us. When we had given up all options, we said, we prayed for this to happen, for that to happen, for this to happen. And we said, well, we don't know. We're, it's, it's the Lord. Whatever the Lord's will is, will happen. Then everything just fell together. The bankers came to us and said, when, when we were turned down by the big bank, the little bank came and said, we hear y'all want a loan. They gave it to us in like two weeks without a, getting appraisal. They just, apparently the Lord said, you take care of those people. That's my people. All right. We're here. That's, that's awesome. Here, celebrating the 65th homecoming. That's, that's, that's really amazing. I'm, I'm so proud 
be here in this church, be a deacon of this church. I'm so proud just to spit. And, and what a deacon. I, I tell everybody, say, you're a deacon. Yes, I asked I said, you know what a deacon is? A deacon is a servant. I'm an ordained servant. We're all supposed to be servants. We're all supposed to be servants of the Lord. I've been ordained, so I'm, I'm definitely got to be a servant. And I, I love serving the Lord. I love serving any function that needs to be done. I love playing the church. I love whatever has to be done. I will be a part of it. I want to do my part. And I just want to see each see us grow. And I want to see every one of these pews filled. And I, I just say it's going to be soon. Yeah. And it's the way the Lord gave us the church is the way the Lord's going to bring the people to us. No matter what we try or what we do, it's going, it's going to have to be His will or it's not going to work. Our will, we just have to get out of the way. We say, Lord, we're serving you. We're following you. You lead us. You direct us. You show us what to do. We just pray that we're, going, we're able to do what you want us to do. But I love the Lord, and it's, we're just going to have to enjoy today. And, and whatever the Lord tells you to do today, you do it. Whatever he tells you to do, you do it, and it'll be just fine. I just thank the Lord for being here and ask the Lord to bless each and every one of us. Hallelujah. We're going to um, kind of change the order right now, the service. And uh, for the benefit of those that, uh, that are visiting, that's uh, sharing this celebration with us today, give you a chance to stand and stretch your feet. We have what we call just kind of a um, meet and greet. Uh, gives uh, them that's taking the little children out time to uh, get out into the nursery area there. And let's all stand together, and we're going to greet one another in Jesus' name right now. Well, it feels so good just being here again. It feels so good feeling what I feel again. There's just nothing I like better than God's people getting together. It's so good being here again. It feels so good just being here again. It feels so good feeling what I feel again. There's just nothing I like better than God's people getting together. It's so good being here. It feels so good just being here again. It feels so good feeling what I feel again. There's just nothing I like better than God's people getting together. It feels so good being here. It feels so good just being here again. It feels so good feeling what I feel again. There's just nothing I like better than God's people getting together. It's so good being here. One more time. It feels so good just being here again. It feels so good feeling what I feel again. There's just nothing I like better than God's people getting together. It's so good. Being here again. 
All right, let's praise the Lord, everybody. Clear the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm going to make make an announcement about um, what uh, what you can expect for this um, this afternoon. We will be breaking for lunch around 12:30, Lord willing, and uh, we'll have some fellowship for lunch, and then our afternoon service will begin at two o'clock. Uh, and um, we got some special things planned for this afternoon uh, that I think it, uh, you will be blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. So uh, there will not be a service tonight. Uh, we will not be having service tonight. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord one more hand clap of praise. All right. You can be seated. Um, there's um, one more, uh, well, two really, uh, that I want to recognize. Uh, I'm uh, very glad, and everybody else is too, that uh, uh, we got uh, Joseph and Anna with us today, helping us to celebrate our 65th anniversary. And uh, Joseph is, was a, a great worker in our assembly for uh, a mighty long time. And, uh, uh, of course, he got married, and um, uh, they're, still, uh, they're still enjoying that married life, him and Anna. And I want, um, I want him to come uh, and say something, uh, but I want her to come first, Anna, and she can, uh, she's also a minister. She can give a testimony, but I, I'd like to get her to do a song for us. And, um, and brother, you uh, come on and, and after she sings and give, uh, give a testimony. Let's give the Lord another hand clap while they're coming. Praise the Lord, everyone. And with all the songs that were sung this morning, this one was on my mind. It's also one of the only songs that me and Joseph know how to play together so far. (laughs) So that works out. Um, But it just says, it talks about how awesome our God is. And uh, my dad um, preaches, and he preached a message a long time ago, and he said that we use the word awesome you know, to describe like our lunch or, you know, the day we had, it was an awesome day. But um, when we think about God and we think about how awesome he is, it really puts, puts it into perspective, that word awesome. Um, it's a word really that can only describe God because he is, uh, he's so great and so mighty. And I love the Lord and I hope that you'll just worship with us. My God is awesome, 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 awesome. My God is awesome, awesome, awesome. My God is awesome. 
Praise the Lord. I bless the Lord. In uh, Mark chapter 5, God, uh, or Jesus, delivers a uh, man who's possessed with the devil. And uh, after he delivers him, the man begs to stay with him. And in Mark chapter 5, Jesus has said that, he tells the man, he says, to go home. He says, go home and tell what the Lord has done. You know, and I'm just here today to come home and tell you all the great things God has done. For me and Anna, God has blessed us tremendously. Um, we had the opportunity uh, Wednesday night. Uh, there was a gentleman at the church um, who was just visiting from out of town. He was there visiting uh, his mother-in-law. She was sick. He's from Georgia. And uh, he had gone to a Pentecostal church a lot for a while. said he'd been seeking the Holy Ghost a long time. And, and just Wednesday night, after church, half the people's gone. I asked him, I said, do you want, I said, do you want the Holy Ghost? He said, yes. We begin to pray with him in the hallway at the front door of the church and watch God fill him with the Holy Ghost. It's just, it's just been phenomenal. God has been so busy. We had, we had the opportunity to be the junior directors again this year at camp and watch God just minister to so many. Watch God fill the, these young children with the Holy Ghost and them slain in the Spirit. And, and God has blessed us tremendously. Um, I do uh, have a little short scripture that I wanted to share, um, and I promise I won't take much time, but um, it's just been on my mind a lot lately, um, and I believe the actual, uh, we're not in the senior services in at, at camp because we're over the juniors, uh, but one of the kids uh, that uh, Christina <clears throat> invited to church, uh, he's an atheist, I think I've talked about him before, God filled him with the Holy Ghost at camp too, he's in just two months, this guy, this guy who was an atheist is now baptized in Jesus' name and full of the Holy Ghost. He hasn't missed a service, um, and it's phenomenal. But he came outside one day um, after the senior service, and he, he, he knows literally nothing. And he said, uh, he said, what, what is prodigal? What is prodigal? The guy was preaching about some prodigal something. And, uh, and I, uh, so I tried to explain to him what, what the prodigal son a lot of us has heard that story in the Bible. And um, I had Anna look up this definition real quick. Uh, prodigal, it says, spending money or resources freely and recklessly, wasteful, extravagant. And uh, a lot of times we think, a lot of people think prodigal means um, like someone who's backslid or whatever, because that's what we, we use that scripture for. But, but that stuck out, wasteful, extravagant, recklessness, spending money and resources freely, and in uh, Luke, it talks about uh, uh, 15 and 20, it says, And he arose and came to his father. But he was, when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight and no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring out the best robe put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fatty calf here and kill it and let us eat and be merry for this is my son was dead and is alive again he was lost and is now found and began to be merry and i thought about how 
God is a prodigal God. He this this right here, the the father went and when the son came, first off, he's seen the son from afar off. And I think I think it's time that we as the church, we need to be looking. We need to keep our eyes open. We need to be looking out because there's people that's coming. But we need to go out and meet them. The father met the son. He saw the son coming. He ran out and he met him. And when he got him, he didn't care what the son had done. And um, he said, go get the best robe. Put a ring on his finger. Slaughter the best cow. We're going to celebrate. We're going to party. This is My son has come home. This is a homecoming service, okay? And I look. God is a prodigal God. Look at this building. He didn't give, he didn't give us... An okay building. He gave us an extravagant building. Okay? He didn't give me just any wife. He gave me a smoking hot wife. He's, he's a prodigal God. Okay? God has blessed us tremendously. And it's time for us to celebrate. We're home. We spent two years in the wilderness. We spent two years searching. And God was just waiting. He was here the whole time, Brother Sammy. He was just waiting on us. And, and now that we've come home, it's time to celebrate. It's time to slaughter the fatty calf, okay? And it's time to thank God because he's not only was the son of prodigal, but God is a prodigal God. It doesn't matter what you've done. God will do nothing but the best for you, okay? And I just thank God for that. And that's all I want to share. I don't want to take up a lot of time, but I just want to remember that God will do exceedingly and abundantly and above all that we ask. Yeah. You know, Sister Anna sung the song, My God is Awesome. He is an awesome God. Amen. And I thank God for that, you know, because He doesn't have to do this for us. All He had to do was save us, but He goes so much above and beyond. He blesses us financially and spiritually and, and all these other ways. He gives us companions and, and friends and people we can talk to and and encourage, and I just thank God for that, and I just praise Him that He chose to be wasteful and extravagant for me. He loves me that much. People talk about, I just need a shack in the corner of glory, but God, He's going to give you more than just a shack in the corner of glory. He's going to go all out. You know, when I, go, when I take Anna out, I try to go all out because I want to impress her. And that's how God is to us. We may not deserve it, but he, he is. And I thank him for that, Brother Sam. I'm just glad to be here today. And I'm excited to celebrate with all my friends and family. It's a blessing to be here. And y'all pray for us and pray that we'll keep doing what God wants us to do. Look at your neighbor and say, God is good. And all the time, let's give him one more hand clap. Praise the mighty name of Jesus. Well, we're going to get into the Word of God um, 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 this morning. Uh, as I've said a few minutes ago, we are... Uh, Hope that you can stay with us um, uh, for lunch and the afternoon service at two o'clock. We are expecting um, uh, Brother Kenneth Hale 
to be speaking uh, for us this afternoon in the 2 o'clock service. He is our founding um, pastor's son. He pastors a church in, uh, in Murfreesboro, and uh, being, uh, being a pastor myself, I, underst- I understand all about it. He said he was going to do his best to get somebody else to take the services there so he can be with us on this um, on this special occasion. And uh, I'm just thankful for what God has done. But um, I seen something just a couple of days ago that uh, just kind of struck me. And um, uh, as we're celebrating the 65th um, uh, anniversary, that um, uh, that the past uh, is a uh, is is only a uh, a memory uh, point, but it's not a destination. Amen. We got to look ahead. We got to look ahead to what God has got for His church and for His people. This world that we live in, uh, it is going down in a spiral. This world is is reeling and rocking like a drunken man, and and the world needs a church. The world needs a group of people who love God, who love souls, and are on fire for God. Amen, because people are dying lost every day. And I pray every day in my life, Lord, help me to be more soul conscious. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to um, um, share with you something today to encourage you uh, and, uh, and, and help us uh, 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 continue to look ahead. Now, I've been ministering um, uh, out of uh, Peter's writings for the last several weeks. Uh, began in First Peter, and um, we uh, completed uh, uh, our last message out of First Peter, the last um, in our last uh, service, and uh, we're moving on into Second um, uh, Peter, uh, and we've been preaching on uh, Simon Peter, the man, uh, uh, and his message uh, is uh, is the title of the series. If you can get that put up there for us. Uh, and we've been dealing with this for for um, for several weeks now. And as we go into uh, uh, to Second uh, Peter, which is actually the tenth sermon that I have preached concerning this, uh, um, uh, this this tenth message is going to be, I feel like, very important for us and hopefully encouraging to us. Um, Second uh, Peter chapter one, and we're going to read verses two, three, and four for our text. Second Peter chapter one, verses two, three, and four. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as His divine power has given to us. <laughs> Amen, uh, brother Justin kind of give me some confirmation on the, on the Word today, because yeah. I'm going to be talking about what God has given to us. Yeah. Right. It says, has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us, here's that phrase again, given to us, exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these, or through the promises that God has given, 
You might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Let's pray. Mighty God and Fathers, we come today. We thank you, God, for this service. We thank you, God, for all the people that have come together to help us on celebrate on this day. But next for the next few minutes, Lord, I'm asking for your note. I'm asking God for you to um, uh, touch us with your spirit, to encourage us, to lift us up, to give us what you would have us to have. In Jesus' name, let the church say, amen. amen and amen. Hallelujah. I want to speak to you for the next few minutes on the subject titled, Living Life in the Promises. Living Life in the Promises. I remember years ago, they used to sing a chorus a lot in church that said, Every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, and every line. Hallelujah. I'm glad to know today, amen, as Brother Joseph has already said, God cares about you. He cares about you as an individual. And He has given you some promises. And Peter said He's given some exceedingly great and uh, precious promises. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God loves people. Hallelujah. God is a people person. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, the Bible says, For God so loved the world that He gave. Our God is a giving God. If you want to be like God, then you need to be giving people. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Can somebody say amen? amen? He gives us all of these precious promises. Amen. And that's what I want to talk about some of these. Amen. Just briefly today. Amen. But uh, when you think about the promises, Brother Randy, that God has given us, he said, um, and uh, I look at that scripture again, he has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Hallelujah. You know, one of the first things that the Lord has given us is help to live right. Amen. I'm glad to know that before my conversion, before I became a child of God, the Lord had already went before me, Brother Paul, and he has given me help that I can live right, that I can do right. You see, when, when you made your choice to follow Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you immediately became at odds with three former friends. Hallelujah. Can I preach to you a little bit now? Hallelujah. Amen. See, when you became a child of God, you immediately became at odds. You picked up three enemies. Three adversaries that used to be your best buddies. Hallelujah. You became at odds with these three former friends. At the very point of your conversion, they became your adversaries. Number one, your flesh. Hallelujah. Your flesh or your own carnal mind used to be the best friend you ever had. Come on. He was your best buddy. But when you became a child of God, he immediately became your adversary. 
Then you got another one that used to be your friend who immediately became your adversary, and that's the world. Then the third and final one is Satan himself. Hallelujah. Satan himself used to pat you on the back. Amen. Used to sweet talk you. Hallelujah. But you became at odds with them immediately. And these three foals will come against every effort you make to live right and grow spiritually in your new life of Jesus. When you make a decision you're going to live for God, that you're going to try to serve God, you're going to have three enemies that's going to immediately come knocking at your door, and they're going to do everything they can against you. That old flesh that used to satisfy you and warm you up there, that old flesh is going to be your chief enemy every time you're going to try to live for God. you got a desire to go to the house of God, and that old flesh will come against you on Sunday morning and tell you how tired and worn out you are. That old flesh will say, don't you think you ought to stay home and nurse that poor old to- ingrown toenail? Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Then, then the world will come in. They always got something going on. And ain't it amazing to me how now that even, amen, the world will come up and they're doing everything on Sunday anymore. Anything to try to get somebody from going to the house of God. Glory to God. I can remember very well. We're talking about go back 65 years. I guarantee you 65 years ago, amen, when Pastor Hell started the church in North Nashville 65 years ago, you better make sure you got some gas on Saturday because you wouldn't find a gas station open on Sunday. used to have on the records they called Sunday Blue Laws. You wouldn't be going out trying on no new pair of blue jeans on Sunday, bless God. Hallelujah, you wouldn't find all this stuff. But now, see, the world has given, they've opened up. We want to go to the mall. We want to do this. We want to do everything else except being at the house of God on Sunday. That's the enemy of the world because you're trying to live right. Hallelujah. Then, then Satan. All these things. You see, every effort you make to live right and decide that you want to grow spiritually, amen, these three enemies are going to fight you every step of the way. But I'm going to tell you something, church. God has given you some promises. Hallelujah. He's given you help that you can live right. Even when all these things are fighting against you. Now, maybe I'm the only one here, I don't know, but I'm going to tell you right now. enemy to you when you want to try to live right. 
But I want to I want to share you a passage of scripture found in John's gospel that Jesus gave his disciples before he was crucified and before he resurrected and went away. And I'm going to give this to you in the New King James because it it brings out the original word what exactly means. John chapter 16 and verse 7. Hallelujah. This is what Jesus said. He said, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Now, Jesus said, this is truth. This is not no fable. This is not no fairy tale. This is not no opinion. Ain't it amazing how many church folks have got opinion nowadays? Hallelujah. This is not none of those things. He said, this is the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, what's it say? The helper. Now, King James said the comforter. The comforter. But when you look at it in the original, it actually means the helper. The paraclete. And the definition is that one called along by my side to help. He said it's at your advantage that I go away. Because if I go away, the helper will not come if I don't go away. Hallelujah. But if I depart, I will send him to you. When you were filled with the Holy Ghost, upon your conversion, you received everything. Look at your neighbor and say everything. You received everything you need to live right and not just, mm, now, 
Let me, let me get something good here. God has given you everything that you need, not just to survive, but to thrive. the victim bit if you want to, but I heap you be the victor. Come on, somebody. God has given us everything we need. You're not just a survivor. God don't want you just hanging on. He don't want you to survive. He wants you to thrive in this godless world. Now, the scripture that I read in Second Peter said, His divine power has given to us a double L, all things that pertain to life and godliness. Now, I want to look at that scripture in God's Word translation. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Look at this. This is, this is a, a different translation, I know, but listen to it. God's divine power has given us everything we need for life and for godliness. This power was given to us through knowledge of the one who called us by his own glory and integrity. hogwash that those three enemies I told you about trying to make you believe. God has already given you. See, the problem with a lot of folks is not having the ability to do so. It's having the want to to do so. Come on. It's just simply like the song that they used to sing, you've got to have a want to. You've got to have the go through. Hallelujah. Amen. A lot of people's a lot of people's not living right because they simply they don't want to. They they still they still don't ain't ready to let go of the world themselves and the devil. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, I, even, I heard it said it was in my ear not not very long ago. Let me tell you something. It's great to get people to pray for you. People can pray for you all they want, but there comes a time you got to start praying for yourself. Amen. Hallelujah. God has given us. That's a promise. That's a promise, folks. Has given us everything that we need for life and godliness. Now, I'm going to finish up in these next ten, uh, ten minutes talking about a connection with the Godhead. I want to finish this up because this right here is something that I like. I love this right here. Hallelujah. And we talked about that Holy Ghost power. His power that he, that he gave us. It was, it became a helper to us. Amen. To walk right along beside us. Amen. 
It's your connection to the Godhead. Second Peter 1 and 4. We're going to go back and read that scripture again. By which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these or through those promises you may be what? Partakers of the divine nature. Now let's just leave it up there for, for a few minutes. right here just briefly but let me let me just this word partakers is a Greek word koinos and it means a sh- to share to associate to be a companion of to have fellowship with mm. a shower associate companion and it keeps going
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Living life in the promise. If you're not living your life today in the promises, I want Brother Darrell, a musician, to come on up. Hallelujah. If you're not living your life in the promises of God, you don't know what you're missing. Hallelujah. Jesus made many promises. One of those promises was he says, Come on, come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden. And I, I will give you rest. Today, if you don't know the Lord, if you've never given yourself to God, if you've never prayed that prayer of repentance for God to forgive you of your sins and for Christ into your heart, you need to you need to make that commitment today. And if you have, if you're a Christian, but you haven't been living your life by those promises. Just call upon the one who saved you by his grace. And say, Lord, I want beginning today to start living my life in the promises. I want to live my life in your favor. Hallelujah. Under your protection, under your guidance. That's what it's all about. Let's stand together.